want to welcome everyone to the services tonight. Van asked me to talk a few weeks ago, and I had a couple of ideas I'd been thinking about, and uh, I told Janine last week what I was going to talk on, and the more I got into it, the more it changed. And uh, so this isn't anything like what I thought I was going to say or what, what I told her that I was going to talk on tonight, but I want to talk about foundation. You know, when I, when I first thought about what I was going to talk on, I was thinking about family. And uh, in Titus, we read about the young women teaching the older women and the elders teaching the younger men and their responsibilities. And that's kind of where I was going. And uh, the, more I, the more I got into that and looking up verses to use, the more I realized that I wanted to talk on a broader subject than that. And uh, this, this word just kept coming up in some of the verses I was looking at. And for you that don't know it, well, we're, we're building a house right now. I've built several houses in my life. Used to be a builder, and uh, this, this just kept coming up, foundation. You know, it's uh, really, really important when you're building something to get the right foundation. It's probably the most important thing in your project, and uh, nobody's going to ever see it, you know, after it's done. Right, Mitch? But I can't, you know, I, when I've got a project going and we're, uh, we're digging a foundation and fixing the pour, there's no way I'm missing that day. You know, I can miss a lot of things because I've got a lot of good people that work with me and for me, and I trust them. And, uh, you know, the guy pouring this foundation, he's been doing it all his life, and I trust him, and I knew he was good or wouldn't have hired him. But I had to be there, you know, because I know mistakes happen. And it was going to be my responsibility that 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 foundation was right, ultimately. I was going to be the one whose name was going to be associated with that project, whether I lived there or not. And I think when we think about our lives like that, I think it gives us a little better perspective in how important it is the, the little things are. The little things that are early on in our lives when we're raising children, when we're just married and we're building a life together with someone else, we're building a home. When we're, you know, the elders here are in charge of this church. And the foundational principles that this church is built on and stands for how important they are. And so I, I tell you all this so you kind of got those thoughts in mind when we start reading some of these scriptures. We live in a nation whose foundations were built on biblical principles. And we've seen it deteriorate quickly over the last few decades. 
it seems like the, as time goes by, the faster it, it crumbles. It really concerns me what kind of country that we're going to have in 20 to 40 years. And I probably won't be here, but my ch children and my grandkids will be. It concerns me most of all because of our children and grandchildren and the influence that the world has on them and their lives. The Bible is our bedrock. It's what God's Word is our foundation. We cannot allow the world to undermine or weaken our core beliefs. And if we do allow that, our house will fall. Our marriage won't be successful. Our children won't be in the church. We've got to pay attention to those things, those core beliefs. I don't know if you can read that, but it's quite a lengthy verse, and I tried to get it on that one slide. But it's Psalms 11, 1 through 7, if you want to follow along in your Bible. The writer there says, In the Lord I put my trust. How say you to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain. For lo, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string, that they may privately shoot at the upright in heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked, and him that loveth violence his soul hateth. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire, and brimstone, and an horrible temptest. This shall be the portion of their cup, for the righteous Lord loveth righteousness, and his countenance doth behold the upright. If the foundations of the world be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You know, we have to guard our core principles as Christians and not allow the, the world to influence the way we teach, the way our children are taught. And they're ahead of that in that verse. It says, For the wicked bend their bow, they make ready their arrow upon the string, that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. The devil's always at work out there trying to undermine the foundation, to fault it. And we need to ever be diligent that we protect those things. Without a solid foundation in a building project, it won't be sound, and it'll eventually fail. It's important that we consider the foundational principles of our faith in the lives that we build. We cannot allow the world to weaken those core beliefs by buying into the lies of men. Here, Psalms 102, verse 25. Of old hast thou laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment, as a vesture shalt thou change them. 
and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. Paul said the same thing in Hebrews. Hebrews 1, 10 through 12, he says, And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest. And they all shall wax old, as doth a garment, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. I love the truths in God's Word, and I love these verses. Our world is ever-changing. It's been changing since Adam and the fall. The worldly wisdom is life just appeared from nothing and then evolved over millions of years to what we have now. And they believe that we can somehow make it last longer by actions that we take as humans, that we can alter the course of the world. They have no concept of what is really happening. They remind me of the folks Paul warned Timothy about in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. For this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's the wisdom of the world. They're ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That we have simply by opening God's Word and reading it, studying it, making it a part of our lives. The wisdom of this world cannot lead you to God. It will lead you away from Him. I caution you to put too much confidence in the wisdom that the world has to offer. Read that list again. No doubt you have seen all of those in our world today. And I dare say it becomes greater and greater and more dominant force. In Zechariah 12 and 1, it says, The burden of, of the word of the Lord Israel, for Israel, saith the Lord, which stretcheth forth the heavens, and layeth the foundation of the earth, and formed the spirit of men within him. That's where the beginning came from. The world doesn't recognize that. Don't let the wisdom of this world lead you to thinking that the creation of spoken Genesis is just a story. It's the truth. Don't allow them to rationalize God's truths away because it does not fit the way they see the world. You know, if we allow 
band to do that, and we allow them to take away the foundational principles of Christianity, then we weaken our, our core beliefs. We weaken what we're teaching to our children. We, we, we create faults in that foundation. And if we allow that to happen, shame on us. We're to take God's word and live our lives by it and believe it and not buy into the lies that the devil has told the world. Colossians 2, 4 through 10, Paul says there, And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order in the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through the philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Here Paul's warning to the church at Colossae, at some point we have to have the faith that Abraham had in God's word. We have to believe above all things. We have to believe in God's word even, in, even when the worldly wisdom said it could not happen that way. We have a choice to make. Do we choose to believe God's word or do we choose to believe the worldly wisdom of our time? In Joshua 24, 14 through 15, we read, And now therefore fear the Lord, and serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served they were on the other side of the flood, are the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This, is, this needs to be our, our battle cry. This needs to be the way we live our lives. We have to live in the world, but we don't have to buy into the, the knowledge that they spout as the truth. We need to believe God and His Word. And because if we do that, we'll have a foundation that can't be shaken. Hebrews 11 and 8. Paul says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive foreign inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whether he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, 
dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, and the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. That's what we want, that's what we should want, is homes that are built on the foundation that God has laid. Lives that have the, God's Word as our foundation. We want to have children that are building their lives on a, the knowledge of God's Word. That foundation that can't be shaken. This world is, is hard. There's a lot of trials. There's a lot of pitfalls. A lot of things can happen. But if you have that foundation... Your faith won't be shaken. You'll always have it. Isaiah 28 and 16 says, Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Isaiah prophesies of Christ here being the cornerstone of the church. The kingdom. Van talked about that this morning. You know, those, those things that he, he talked about this morning are the false teachings of the world. They just make up their own narrative of, of God's creation and God's plan and toss it out there. And it's like, like Van said, it's sensationalism. It's, it's just... You know, I guess a good story for some folks. It's entertaining to think about those things. And after a while, it becomes what they believe. And they forget the truth, the simplicity in God's Word. And that's where we need to be grounded, is there. Luke 6, 47 through 49. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them... I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man who, which built on a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth and against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Christ warns us of the importance of building our lives on weak foundations. You know, in, in, uh, in the building industry, you know, it's changed a lot over the past 50 years, 100 years, and now we have a, we have a, a code, it's a uniform building code that, that pretty much everybody in the country uses. And so if you build in the city limits, or uh, in, in some counties, you have to get the, the code enforcement officer to come out and inspect your building before you cover it up. You know, when we dig that trench and we put the steel in it for the foundation, you got to call them before you come out there and cover it up. They didn't happen like that 50, 60 years ago. I've seen houses here in Plainview that, that are 
built on cross ties laying on the ground, and that's their foundation. I'm sure Jackson's seen some of that. And uh, it won't stay. But if you build it right, it'll last hundreds of years. Our lives, if, if we build on the foundation of God's Word, we build our lives on that, then that faith and that, that, that uh, knowledge will endure for generations. And we need to always remember that. You know, it's so easy in this world, we get busy living our lives and, and it's easy to not think about those things that are that important. You know, we're just trying to get to the next day and, and make sure everybody gets what they need done. But we've got to be conscious that those little things, those, those arrows that Satan's throwing at the, at the foundation of our faith, we need to be sure and guard against them. Luke 14, 28 through 30. For which of you intending to build a tower setteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it, lest happily after he had laid the foundation is not able to finish it, all that behold began to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. We are also reminded to be thoughtful and have follow-through. We have to consider the cost. You know, when we, when we start to build lives based on God's Word, it's going to cost us some things. We're not going to be able to enjoy a lot of the things that the world does. We're going to have to have love. Love for God and love for our families. And dedication and perseverance to stick to the plan. Just like this illustration Luke gives us. You've got to have a plan. God has given us a plan. His Word. Where we can know certainly how to live our lives. And to be successful, we must stick to that plan. You know, all of the, all of the problems that a lot, of, a lot of building projects have is somebody wants to change, make a, plan, a change in the plan in the middle of the build. And they don't consult the architect or the engineer. Because everything is built on that, on that foundation. And everything that you put on top of it, it it carries through all the way to the ground. And if you start moving things around, then you lose the integrity of the whole plan. Our lives are like that. If we don't build on the foundation that God's given us, we're going to have a problem. But we can build on that foundation and then go astray. And we, when you do that, you've got to tear it all back down to the, pro, to, to the foundation and start again. You got to remember that you got to have that bedrock to build on. 1 Corinthians 3 9 through 11 says, For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building, according to the grace of God which is given unto me. As a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, 
and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon, for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. I like this verse. It, it illustrates that, you know, we're all working together to build this. We've been working together since Christ established the church. And one man may lay the foundation by studying with somebody and starting the process, planting the seed, but then we all have a part in it to help each other grow as Christians and to stay faithful and to not stray and to fight the world and all the things that they were, were bombarded with daily. Value the church. Value these people in it that help you live like you should live and help you build on that foundation. We, got, we have to use these principles in every facet of our lives. Marriage, raising children, as I said, our school, our businesses, our leisure activities. The message of a strong foundation applies to all of these. I'm really encouraged by all of you sitting here. You give me so much strength, especially the young couples here raising their families. And I see the, the love that they have for their children and how much they want them to be part of the church. And they're building a strong foundation. It reminds me of 2 Timothy. And I didn't put this one on the board, on the presentation. But in 2 Timothy 1 verse 5, the Apostle Paul's talking to Timothy and he says, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded it is in you also. That's a foundation that lasted for generations. And that's the kind of foundation we want to use in our family. I commend all of you that are doing that. I want to leave you with 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. I thank you for your time tonight. We've not spoke about the first principles, but if there's one here that's, that's ready to start laying a foundation for God and become a part of His kingdom, we'd be glad to assist you. Or if you need the prayers of the church, we'd be glad to assist you too at this time. If you'd come while we stand and sing.